I think the right term should actually be a disposal agent. They call them tire kickers. You know, guys who come to the auction, they love to hear the auction chant and they like to put up their hands. And then when they get the invoice, they're like, no, I can't pay. I don't have the money. And it made such a difference because they knew if I go and sit the whole day at gift auctions, at least, at least I get lunch. So lovely to be chatting to you today. <laughs> Kirsten, I would not be anywhere else than with you. Thank you for having me, Kirsten. <laughs> the question on everyone's minds is, what is a movable auction? Oh, Kirsten, you know, I've tried to actually define the term movables. And um, I think the right term should actually be a disposal agent. Ah. Because that's what, um, in, in all essence, it is. It's taking anything that can give you surplus income uh, um, out of wherever it sits and bringing it back to the market and you realize that potential income that that asset might potentially have. Um, so I would probably say movables is anything that you can literally make money out of that sitting somewhere uh, in your closet. It, it, it could be brand new. It could be secondhand. Um, as long as it's not a house that we can actually uplift. Um, touch wood. I know I've never sold a human being before, but uh, they are movables too. <laughs> <laughs> so give us just give us a few examples of, of movable items well I'll tell you what an aeroplane is a movable item oh okay yes and, um, and, and most people wouldn't think so but it is a movable item because uh, um, in, in, in all essence it, it could be here today it could be sitting somewhere else tomorrow and we could be selling it for a different client mm. and vice versa is true um, your tools in your in your in your garage that have accumulated over five years all those are movables mm. your old sofas are movables um Redundant stock sitting in a in a warehouse that's inactive. Mm. Uh, you know, with many companies, you you find that it builds up over time. That becomes movables mm. uh, that we can put on auction and sell and, and and realize income for you as well. I've heard you refer to something called yellow metal. What is yellow metal? Yes, 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 yes. So so we try and classify our movables so that we can identify them uh, um, into different spheres uh, of, of of the different industries that we deal with. So so yellow metal would be your your graders, your tippers, okay. uh, your front loaders. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, because they're always yellow. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got your yes. white fleet, which is your normal cars, your V-dubs, your sedans, your Toyotas. Okay. And we call that the white fleet. Um, and, and, and yeah, that's where yellow metal came from. And ideally, it, I suppose the demand and the price for it as well um, makes it something that's always at the top of the tongue in terms of the industry. Mm. A lot of people are always looking for yellow metal because they know the returns are high on it and people are always willing to trade in yellow metal uh, as well. Okay. Give me an idea of companies that should be reaching out to you to, to auction their products. What type of companies do we, do we deal with? Kirsten, can I be honest? I think every company has got something to sell. I believe that every company needs to reduce their carbon footprint in whatever it is that they sell. Mm -hmm. You could be a printing company and you have got excess paper that you haven't used, rolls and rolls and rolls. Uh, over the years, we can come in, we can take them, and somebody out there has got a purpose for them. Mm -hmm. Vice versa, it's true. Vehicles, uh, um, stationery, you name it. 
um, I just believe that if you're a company and you've got anything sitting um, that is potential income for you or money that you could be using in, in, in a different department or in a different space, then immediately you have a need for an auctioneer. Because mm. nine times out of ten, you're not going to get to the true retail or trade value of that particular item. So how then do you determine the price of that item at this point in time? Mm. So mm. the ideal would be to say, all those interested parties come together, let's have an auctioneer, and then he will then determine if that price is what it is in, re in reference to what you would have paid initially for that particular asset. Mm. Then you have a true value, and now then the call becomes yours to now say, can we sell or should we hold back? Okay. So to people that aren't familiar with the, the process, can you just take us through the process briefly, um, how it works? If I'm a company and I want to now reach out, how does the process work? And, and from the side of people who want to buy products from the movables auction? Awesome, awesome, awesome question, Kirsten. I tell you what, uh, um, a lot of people are threatened by auctions because um, I truly believe in the past auctions were, were, were almost stigmatized with death, uh, 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 repossessions, li mm. liquidations, business rescue. Mm. So a lot of people did never wanted to use the auction platform until over time we've been trying to educate, obviously through SIA as well, which is the South African Institute of Auctioneers, you know, reaching out to as many people as we can to teach them that auctions are truly a, a, a disposal platform that is genuine and that will give you a true reflection of what the asset is. Mm. So the ideal is first to you know to to ascertain the value of the items that the client has. Mm. So we would obviously come through, we would then give you our advice as the experts okay. to say we believe that your assets are worth so much before we actually even begin the mm. process. That way you can make an informed decision whether you want to continue with the auction process or not. Post that, you say, yes, gift, I'm happy and I want to go to auction, then I will then come to you and say, right, let us sign a mandate. A mandate then, of course, puts me uh, um, in charge of your assets for the duration of the sale, mm. meaning that I can now handle them uh, as I see fit, obviously with responsibility to make sure that I can bring them to the market mm. in the best condition possible, which will allow me to realize the best, uh, uh, the best price for you. Post us signing the mandate, we then begin, obviously, uh, uh, um, an inventory into the assets. How many assets are they? Uh, do they tie in with your books? Uh, are you happy? You sign off that inventory, and then we begin the exciting part for me, which is always the marketing process. Because the marketing process means that we're now going to start fielding calls. Mm. We're going to go on radio. We're going to go on social media, and the people are calling, and everything is exciting now. The hype starts beginning that we are now create. We've created this event which didn't exist, and um, and there's somewhat of a culmination that's happening in the air, you know. And um, the next thing is to set up viewings. Clients must see. It. And you'll find that in the auction in the, um, environment, a lot of clients, which is why I believe that there's always going to be space for live auctions. Mm. Um, some clients truly believe in the touch and feel, mm. where they want to come and have a look at the asset, especially if it's electronics. You know, they want to see that TV come on. They want to hear that radio shout out something, <laughs> you know, and then they know I'm buying a genuine good and I'm taking it home. It's not just going to go and, you know, and break down on me. So we will have the viewing day and they come through and they can walk through the assets. We give them a catalog. They can tick off and, you know, kind of like get and measure what I want to pay for this and how much do I really want to spend at the day at, at the end of the day uh, as far as the auction is concerned. Then of course uh, the auction day arrives that's exciting that's where I uh, show off my skills and I come on the podium and we sing away and we hopefully get the best prices for the seller and of course uh, 
at the same time don't leave a bitter taste in the buyer's mouth he also leaves happy knowing that he got value for money uh, post that uh, then of course uh, the relationship goes back to your seller uh, your commitment to make sure that they receive their funds uh, and they sign off on the auction and say they are happy and we move on to the next uh, auction it's as simple as that and if I'm a potential buyer how, how do I go about well, what, what is the process well I'll tell you what Kirsten it will differ sometimes with different assets mm-hmm. um, so I've, I've, I've always noticed that the higher the value of the assets the higher the registration fee okay. so obviously there are laws governing auctions in mm-hmm. terms of uh, uh, FICA the Poppy Act and we also have to confine within the regulations of those laws mm-hmm. so for instance the FICA one which is more prominent in the auction industry you need to give us a copy of your ID proof of residence uh, uh, so that you can be able to be traced in the event that of course there is any dispute or whatever the case may be and um, you also need to understand if I'm buying an asset what are the costs involved in an asset people Mm. forget that there is an auctioneer's commission over and above the hammer price they forget that there is a a VAT payable on that particular item so yes uh, the auctioneer sold an item for 100 rand and all of a sudden you have to pay 160 and you have buyer's remorse because you feel you've overpaid why? because of the extra costs so you as a buyer need to prepare when you're uh, 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 when you're still going through your process of viewing, uh, looking at your pocket, uh, and understanding what costs are involved in that particular auction, um, in the assets, and then of course what you need to put down as well. There is normally a registration fee. Why do we want a registration fee as auctioneers? Because you also get a lot of uh, they call them tire kickers. <laughs> you know, guys who come to the auction, they love to hear the auction chant and they like to put up their hands. And then when they get the invoice, they're like, "No, I can't pay. I don't have the money." And that is quite a waste of time for yeah. the seller and of course for the process you know involved so in order for them to hold you down to some kind of commitment they'll ask for a registration fee and I find that the higher the value of the asset the higher the registration fee Fair that they yeah. of course but um, um, as a potential buyer do not be uh, uh, dismayed or or, or or, or feel threatened by the fact that you have to put down that amount because it is refundable mm. in the event that you don't buy. Some, most companies that I know will say there's a seven-day uh, uh, you know, refund process um, um, if you haven't bought. And most companies uh, uh, will also say that if you have bought, that registration fee will form part of your uh, final payment uh, of your invoice, So, which always works out great in the end for you. Mm. So either way, you are safe, it is protected, um, and uh, we have uh, 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 organizations that in place to make sure that we follow uh, through with all of those regulations as well. Excellent. Thank you. That was so informative. I've got one last question. It's yes. a bit of an interesting one. Yes. So there are some really great movable auction businesses out there. We know this. But my question is, what makes Brawl Movable special? What differentiates us? Why should people call Brawl Movable? Oh, Kirsten. <laughs> you know, I hate that question because it's such, uh, um, it's such a difficult question in an environment where um, everybody's become an auctioneer, mm-hmm. especially now. We're all selling the same type of goods. If it was vehicles, you know, accident damage, for instance, your code one, your code two, your code three, mm-hmm. is exactly the same as the next auction house that's selling them. So... For me, over time, what I've actually found as a differentiator is your service. Okay. Your service to your seller and your service to your buyer. Mm. How do you make the experience favorable for the buyer? Mm. How do you make the experience uh, a pleasure and seamless for the seller? Mm. Because it is a daunting experience for both parties. Mm. And if you are able to provide a service as an auction house that makes your seller feel comfortable in the process, makes your buyer also feel comfortable in the process, then you'll always find that 
it edges you slightly over the next competitor. And I find that a lot of auction houses take that for granted because they feel that they are in control, they have the asset, they have the right of say, they determine you know, how the auction is going to be done. But at the end of the day, who's paying for the asset? Um, who's authorized you to sell the asset? Mm. And so those are your key people and the service that you give to them will then differentiate you. I mean, we did you know, something so simple and I'll give you an example. We went in, into, into an industry that was uh, um, very competitive in terms of pricing. Almost uh, everybody was achieving the same prices. So your buyers are spoiled for choice. Mm. They could buy at any, any platform. But they came to us because we woke up one morning and said, but you know what, our buyers sit the whole day. Let's give them a free Coke. Let's give them a, a free bull roll if they register. And it made such a difference mm. because they knew if I go and sit the whole day at gift auctions, mm. I list, at least I get lunch. Mm. You know, mm. and, and that was just us catering for the buyer saying, we appreciate the fact that you come and sit through our auction and maybe the, the lot that you want is on lot number 100, but you sat right through the day waiting for lot number 100. Mm. And when it came, you did take part and you actually bought. So this is our thank you back to you. And it's small little things like that. Um, do I have to wait for my invoice in the queue after the auction or do I have a little card that says, listen, you go home, you've, you've made your best effort, we'll do the rest. Mm. And we'll send the invoice through to you. You make an EFT. We'll make sure that the goods arrive at your doorstep. And right now, everything is about time. Mm. Time. Everybody wants everything done now. So I believe if you want to be on the edge as an auction house, then service is uh, definitely the key area that you need to be looking at. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank Kate. you so much for having me, Kirsten. <laughs>